Welcome to the Sober Sessions Podcast, where I am your host, Connie McMillan, aka the Sobriety Queen, coach, and author. On this podcast, we help kings and queens live purpose, no longer pain. We interview kings and queens around the globe so that you can hear their real life stories to see just how your life too can be transformed. So let's jump on into the episode. podcast where I am your host Connie McMillan. I am so glad to be back you guys. So as promised I said to you that I would have another one of my friends here on the Silver Sessions podcast. It is an honor to have my girl Lisa Davis here with us Uh, and I explained to you guys like last week Steve Arisha being one of my other close friends. um, The purpose of me just switching gears and having you understand the importance of the circles that we have in our lives, right? So before I gained sobriety, of course, I was a part of a different circle. And so there are benefits in sobriety or just in shifts in life. And when we are connected to uh, making the shift in our lives, we understand the importance of how God will send great people into our lives and help us to get to the next stage. So welcome to the Sober Sessions podcast, Lisa Davis. Thank you, thank you. I'm glad to be here. <laughs> so Lisa's probably a little nervous, but we're gonna get we're gonna get her to go all the way together, y'all. So um, I am so grateful to be here. I, you know, I Lisa and I talked about this. Um, I invited her a while back, and I said to her, you know, Lisa, I need you on the Silver Session podcast, and of course, she was happy to accept. So, um, so I, I want to take us back, right? You know. Um, Both of us, right? And, so, and we, when 
we knew, but we never spoke as, as far as where, where we were. Like, right. as far as, I never it was expressive, and that was one of the loneliest, best times of my life. Right. Who knew that that was going to be the turn of events? That was going to be that moment. So I guess I'm mentioning that because I want you as listeners to understand that even where you are right now, if it's feeling like a, an isolation period, you have to know that that is done specifically and with purpose. So go ahead, pick back up. <laughs> oh my goodness, because you just made me really even journey back there. Um, what's so amazing to me at that time, I wasn't on social media. I'm not, I'm not a social, I'm not social media friendly. So I'm looking back, like, how do we connect? And I think if I'm not mistaken, my sister sent out uh, text messages. Yep. I, was, I was text friendly, but I wasn't as, you know, savvy. I, I, was, I'm not a, I wasn't on social media at all at that time. So this was a pure indication that what's ordained by God will come to fruition, whether you are you have um, a social media following or not because we connected without social media. That's, right. I'm thinking back on it. That's amazing to me. I didn't post anything. I still to this day don't post a prayer line that much. I be forgetting to post when I'm going to do my prayer line. It's a lot. But um, because it's so intimate and even talking to you now, I'm like, wow, like, this is so amazing right now. Like, it was no social media. It, it was It was pure divine intervention. Right, right, right. So here you were at that broken place. I was at a broken place, and we connect. And, and that's, again, I just I'm not going to go too much too too deep, but I, I just want to say that you know when we feel like we're at our lowest, like we don't even feel like we're reachable. And meanwhile, God had everything already aligned up. Um, and it was it was really tough. It definitely was tough for me even to get on on a Friday night, honey, because I was still drinking then. Twenty twelve, I can tell you, I was still drinking. I was not sober. So um, to get on, you know, I'm sure that was just it was like I needed something. I always had a relationship with God, but it still was I was torn. I was fighting. It was like I was in two different worlds. It even felt like. Ooh, wow. Yeah, yeah. It was it was tough. So we meet in 2012. Uh, you started your prayer line, and then how do you go from now starting your prayer line to actually getting to a place of healing? Wow. Um, Virginia was, I, I always considered that um, isolation time was um, the start of healing. Mm -hmm. That's when my healing began with my divorce. Mm. That's when my healing began with all of the deception that had I had felt because it, it, it spewed out into anger. Mm -hmm. And when people would make you feel like you were crazy and um and because of anger, because of deception. Mm -hmm. Um when my ex husband apologized mm. and people sometimes they look for tangible items to make them feel good. I had had everything. God had provided everything. I didn't want for nothing. But I was still broken. Mm -hmm. I was in a beautiful town home, in a beautiful community, broken. And I literally, um, I had already, I was chasing God from way before Virginia, but he sent me to Virginia to um, really to pour more into me without the distractions of the world because right. I, I didn't know anyone. Right. And um, realizing that it was the brokenness that brought me to the promise, that's 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 what it it was the brokenness that brought me to the promise because I would just engulf myself in God at that moment and then he said start the prayer line. 
and I was so nervous the first day. I was because so, I never prayed out loud. I didn't I'm like, what am I gonna say? Because right. when you're being intimate with him by yourself, and when he's pushing you to the fullness of, and and, and I'm still being pushed to more. But um, from 2012 up into, I know literally when I came back to New York, you and I connected literally. Um, where we start seeing face with names and names with faces behind the prayer line and the yeah. cries and the wailing. And um, we all, we, we, we kind of developed a sisterhood through the prayer line. Right. And it was like everybody was still uh, behind you, but we all would pray. Mm-hmm. And you, I remember um, when you started coming in praying with us because it was a sincerity, even with me not knowing that, um, I, I like you had, you were drinking. Like I didn't, you would never know. You could never tell. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, and the fact that, you know, I don't drink, I still didn't recognize that your, your pain. I just knew that we all was um, crying out for something that was bigger than ourselves. Every woman that was on there and even the connection with the males, we were all crying out. And if you remember, um, um, we had a male on there and he came yeah. to Virginia. Remember, he's still he's yep. still learning. And I met him literally, it was like everybody was just got was just pulling putting them in. Like, I need you right now to right. service my people. And we all were pulling from a hurtful place. Um, but God was pulling us while we were pulling. So while we were reaching for him, he was pulling us up. So I really realized even speaking of it now, it's it just it's just awesome how you do things. And you know, I mean, I'm really ready to cry right now because um, it really took me back. It really did. And, you know, you said a couple of things. You talked about, you know, you were at a broken place for your divorce. I was too. Um, we did know that, that we both were divorced. Not initially, but we came to know that. Let me say that. Um, and again, you know, you just never know that when you're broken, you feel you do feel isolated. You feel like you're going through this by yourself. And you don't feel like there's anything um that's going to come out of it because we're so attached to the pain. And so um, what I, what I'm grateful for is that there were so many, there was that, that, that platform, if you will, there was that space that I could unleash the pain that I was going through and I didn't have to do it in a bottle or while I was doing it in a bottle, I still had another option too until the bottle was no longer an option. So that was a great thing. Um, Also being able to, you know, share things in a, in a space where, you know, when I was with my friends before, my friends who I drank with, I couldn't share everything, right? So, you know, there may be somebody on this line. Again, you're going through a, a tough time in your, in your life. And a lot of times we don't want to, we don't trust people with our feelings or we put up a front because this is who we are in front of the crowd, right? Um, as I did. But then when you get to that same space, you get to be who you really are. You get to be vulnerable, right? That's that's a that's a reassuring feeling. And so here I was, you know, God had allowed me to be in a space where my heart can be um, just really released. I didn't have to put on a front. And I didn't even know you guys at that time. I really didn't know the extent of our relationship. I had no idea. I had never met Lisa. I knew Lisa's sister before I knew her. And I didn't even know Lisa's sister I had a sister. So <laughs> I was just, it was crazy how God, you know, really, really aligned us. And so um, fast forward, you know, Lisa started in Virginia. Um, we started in Brooklyn going to New Jersey, and now, uh, fast forward, because I, I know that we could, y'all, we could talk, so I'm trying to really yes. read this interview up. <laughs> I'm very mindful. <laughs> and so, fast forward, you are now 
goodness, when you give God your all, and I'm saying your all, whatever it is in you that you can give, people don't understand the dynamic of your all because you feel like you got to come with something different. I mean, like some, you have to come clean. You have to come all the way together. Mm-hmm. Giving him your all is giving him you, um, and I just want to clarify this even for the audience. Connie and our relationship was built on a foundation of God. I didn't know she drank. I've never been a drinker. And when he wants to change the trajectory of your life, he will put you around people that has your best interest at heart, as well as praying for you, even not knowing what you're going through and what you were experiencing at that time. Mm -hmm. And literally giving God my all was giving him every broken piece. We hear beauty for ashes, but really it is beauty for ashes. I gave him all of my dirt. I cursed. I literally just, I think, stopped using profanity as much as I do this year, like real talk. Because, and I, and it, it, I watched it chisel off, like year by year. It went from cursing every other word to maybe, you know what I'm saying, cursing every other sentence. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I, I, I watched him, um, you know, everybody comes with a something. Some people come drugs and alcohol. Some people come, you know, um, dealing with uh, mental disorders. My something, because... Uh, alcohol never complimented me. I got sick before I drank one cup, and, and I tried to smoke weed at one time, and I and, and, and never just I caught an asthma attack. No, it never worked. Oh it just never worked for me. And I talk about kill asthma. I was in the hospital. I couldn't breathe. Never, you know, never could smoke cigarettes because I got asthma. So in that, my body was really um, um, between me not trying to fornicate mm. and. Um, that was my biggest struggle, not, try, not trying to keep my body as a living sacrifice, as I would say, in using in cursing, because he wanted me to be mindful of the words that came come out of my mouth. But the thing that we battle with the most be the struggle. And it seemed like everybody, you know, as soon as he say stop drinking, it seemed like your body feel like we probably wanted every piece, every bottle. And he's like, I don't even like this stuff. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> right, and then it's just like, I started making up my own curse words, you know, so it's just like... <laughs> We all, I just want to tell the audience that even if, if, if even if uh, drinking is your problem or if it's not, we all come with the something. But one thing I love about the Lord is that there is no condemnation when you come to him and give him your all. That means if you got to sit before him, like I said, you used to come on the prayer line you just, and you're like, I probably would drink it. It was just so amazing that you even said that because when he's ready for you, he don't care how you come. And what brought me to that place where... I was. I realized that I didn't have to be perfect. It's when Joyce Myers said she was teaching Bible study. I would never forget this because I worked for Roosevelt Hospital. I was very young in my twenties, and she was teaching Bible study, mm-hmm. blowing smoke <laughs> in everybody's face as she taught it. But God, but she got the word out, and God met her right where she was. Yeah. That was the first pure example. Because when I went to church, I was church hurt, so I was. I thought and was taught that I had to be perfect, but maybe I wasn't good enough because I didn't speak like everyone else spoke. And I wasn't as, um, uh, how could I say, I didn't have as much Bible knowledge at that time as everyone else had. Right. So I felt like I wasn't worthy because I had did things that God was displeased with. Like, you know, I had, I had engaged in, uh, for an occasion I had, um, I, I had had abortions, you know, like things things that I felt in my heart that, oh my gosh, I, I, I don't think he's going to like, 
keep us from God. That's to keep us from Him. Our purpose, absolutely. Yeah. So once I realized that He loved me in spite of everything that I have did, that He, I thought that was not going to bring me to the place of His grace. He showed me, and that Virginia, that Virginia isolation taught me a lot more of how He will cover you, protect you, and shield you when you don't know. So you don't have to come knowing me. You can go to the throne boldly and know that even with a bottle in your hand, even with drugs in your pocket, that's right. You're gonna be fine, but just go. Don't not go. And um, he started healing me, not just healing me. He started delivering me. Mm-hmm. And delivering me because all the deliverance is what you know we don't understand, we cry out for is deliverance. Deliverance of your own self demise, deliverance yes. from the bottle. Deliverance from, you know, unforgiveness. Deliverance from gossip. You know, because, you know, years ago when people, you know, would say, oh, this person, they just a drunk or they just a drughead instead of saying, I need to pray for this person. Or I need, you know, we, we, that person should not be made a topic of a conversation if there's no prayer involved. So a lot of people, a lot of times people need to be delivered from gossiping about other people, not knowing that sin is sin. And there is no greater sin. And whether I curse and somebody smokes cigarettes or whether somebody or murder. Right. And it's sin. And a lot of people a lot of times people try to put a, a number on, oh, you're a number 10 sinner. I'm a number three sinner. No. It's all together. We all around here. Right. So, you know, just knowing that and knowing that God dealt in my in my life through the imperfectness brought me to a place of giving my life to him every day. I tried harder to do better. Right. Trouble pages of me trying, then the blank pages of me giving up, and brought me to a place of restoration. I would call it. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the best word. I love, it. I love it, and and that's where we all can be. Um, that's that's the. It doesn't like there's no time frame, right? It's just a matter of us submitting ourselves and be willing. Um, so don't don't worry about don't compare yourself to me or anybody else for that matter. It's not about that. Um, but I want the people to know how your life is different today. Like what is, you know, the Lisa that was once broken and God has restored, who is this queen today? How how does her life look different today than years ago? Twenty twenty. This twenty twenty uh woman, and I would say the Proverbs thirty one woman that I worked so hard to be is a person. If you don't know about Proverbs thirty one woman. She was a virtuous woman, and I would read the Bible and want to know, and wanted to become her because it says when her her husband see her and call her blessed, her children see her and call her blessed, and I wanted that life. I wanted, and I, I, she I, is, I y'all. She is. <laughs> uh, literally um, working so hard, not to say that I'm perfect, right? But right. Even in my imperfections, when my husband see me, he calls me blessed, and when my children see me they know the foundation of God and that was my and and what I love is that because I had a child at 16 I was pregnant at 16 and had my son at 17 what I love is that he's seen my growth so he knew it was nothing but the Lord which kept him gave him a foundation to see how God can transition a mother a teenage mom to a woman Mm -hmm. which brought me to a place now in my life where I literally am happy um, happiness is not defined by a multitude of money because I had money and wasn't happy. Um, there, uh, some, like I'm looking around and um, 
things don't ha- always have to go right, but my joy remains the same because that unspeakable joy that I can't define because it's only in the, it's only defined in God, and that's all I can say that. But to know that He seen fit to give me, um, He gave me back everything that I thought I had lost and that I couldn't have anymore, as far as remarrying. And a lot of times people, um, and for all my women that are listening, or men, because that are divorced and they, they can't seem to find that right person or don't think it's possible, or, or have not even released their past to even welcome a new future, mm-hmm. release it. Release it, move forward, because I literally met my husband on July 4th and we married. We, uh, next, next week is our fifth year anniversary. And um, we married four months after we met and we've been literally happily married uh since four months so you know where people would say look at you funny or say oh why are you doing that or what's the rest what god has for you it's 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 really yours you'll know it's a knowing so to know that god thought enough of me to say now now i can release you to who i already had for you and it's all in his perfect timing. And just because it may not have happened in my time or or um, I was getting impatient with all of my processes, it was still his timing. And I, and to be a, um, a home, homeowner and to um, learn about credit and credit repairing and to learn about, you know, learning my kids over again because they're now they're young adults. So to even be afforded those opportunities to not have my kids bitter, to come into a home with a beautiful husband that loves me whether I cook or not, you know? Mm-hmm. All those things that was a part of my broken nature mm-hmm. is now because, you know, when you're angry, you tend to run a household of anger because so I displayed that with my kids. Mm-hmm. So to see them not hold grudges against me and even to release a lot of the things that I poured off on them. Right, right. So they had to heal as well because where i was angry every little thing bothered me and i was young so i didn't know how to channel the energy correctly so i would overreact with things that didn't that wasn't even a level 10. but because the anger was a level 10 about i, I level 10 everything so when i realized everything didn't require that anger i started tuning it down and having conversations with myself and saying okay you got to bring this in you know it's okay now it's okay to be you it's okay to release. I think what I love too is that it's truly um, an example of beauty for ashes. You know, a lot of times when we're in that space, myself included, you really don't know how to transition, or you don't you don't see the possibility. You know, so we tend to want to stay in pain or stay in you know a place of hurt because we don't really believe that there is more we don't or sometimes we don't want to do the work you know <laughs> that's it that's just cut to the chase let's be honest here but in order to get to a greater place a greater place in god a greater place in yourself um a greater place in life and one you've got to know it one two you've got to work for it and three you got to know it <laughs> right um i think that that's important um for you gotta you know be willing to position yourself to get around great friends uh, know that you know you can meet great friends in pain right you guys can heal together um 
I wanted to bring on, again, my friend to this platform because I need you guys to understand that Connie just didn't arrive here. And I'm still, you know, growing every single day. Uh, Lisa mentioned, you know, she's a homeowner. Well, I'm a homeowner, thankfully, because of Lisa. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <You're celebrating. laughs> yes. We are. We are. I, um, I, I have to thank you again publicly. You know, I, I thanked her before, but I, I thank you again, even on this platform, because, you know, it's my friend that said, listen, just try it. Try try to go for a new construction. You know, why go for a used place? And I was like, crack it up like a used place. What? <laughs> and I was happy with the used. And, you know, but it was her pushing me and her encouraging me to, you know, really step out on faith. And as a result, um, you know, God has opened up the door. Um, so I'm saying all that to say that, you know, having a change of circle, having a willingness to put yourself in healthier relationships, you know, it's, it's okay to know people for a very long time, but the difference is if you've known them for a long time and you're not developing spiritually and you're not developing, you know, um, in, a, in a proper way, then that's an unhealthy relationship. You're being stagnant, right? So it's important that we, I like to say that we even examine our circles. So hopefully, you know, my friends coming on here will help you to see the importance of knowing the healthy relationships and the importance that they serve. That That's why I'm, I'm bringing my two friends or brought my two friends on here that for that purpose and that purpose only. So uh, Lisa, we're gonna wrap it up. <laughs> um, I wanna know if you have any final thoughts the queen that maybe is saying you know i have some friends that i love and i know that you know they don't necessarily serve me quote unquote right um what would what would be your words of advice for her to um maybe switch gears or what would you say to her period there are times and each and every one of our lives where we have to separate the wheat from the tear and at that moment you have to understand that in separating uh, the two, you don't have to really let go of the old. You just have to learn how to monitor it. And if it's calling you to continuously fall short, that means you have to disconnect from it until you're able to be around it without indulging or engaging in any any uh, activities that will cause you to fall. Um, specifically myself, and I'm going to say this before I go, I stop holding conversations with people that curse a lot, period. Mm. And, and to the point to this that people will say, excuse me, oh, I'm sorry, um, pardon me. So they say, I'm sorry to me because I don't allow I don't allow them to be comfortable enough because I said, I'm trying to stop cursing. So could you not curse in my ear? So I stop and I don't if I know that somebody has a drinking problem, I'm not going to share a bottle of wine. If I know a couple of my friends that, that drink too much. I'm not going to be the person to share a bottle of wine with you. I'm not going to encourage their behavior. So Anybody that encourages a behavior that you're trying to rid yourself of, that means rid yourself of the company until you're able to rid, make them uncomfortable with you. Then you, you know, in, engage in it. So what I do now is I monitor my conversations. If I know someone curses too much, I'm not the type of person that. Well, I'm literally geared now where I'm, I'm able to do it. But I can, I can, I'm strong enough now to pull them in. Then, then for me them to pull me in conversation-wise where I have to use profanity just to feel a part of. I make them feel uncomfortable and use a different language. Awesome. Because if you choose a different word, there are many out here, you can choose a different word. Mm -hmm. Everything doesn't have to be a mother effer. Right. You know, so with that being stated, <laughs> um, 
choose a different if, if you're not strong enough at this moment to be around the crowd that has helped you engage pull yourself back into you are and don't go around it and don't engage in it. you can love a person without having them a part of your company you can love say it. not right now and it's okay it yeah. doesn't take away the love of it all great words all right lisa i do want to let give you the opportunity you guys lisa is a near and dear friend of mine and of course i could not let her go before letting her share uh, with my audience what benefits that she can definitely be of service to you guys so let them know how they can connect with you and uh, yeah share that with these guys oh wow Connie um, I have an app called prayer work not works um, especially for those that are dealing with something it comes with uh, you can request a prayer if you're feeling down and trodden and laden and heavy and you feel like you don't have anyone I developed the Prayer Works app so that you can reach out, you can get a prayer call, and it's all free of charge. I pay for the app, but because I want to service more than just myself as far as praying, and um, me and Connie relationship developed because of praying, and I don't, I wanted to reach many because of prayer, and sometimes prayer works. I mean, not sometimes, all the time prayer works, but sometimes a prayer is all that you, you know, you need. You just need somebody to pray, pray with you, pray for you, and just be that friend. Or be that person that don't know, because I didn't know what you were going through. So it was no, it was not, it was a non-judgment zone. Mm -hmm. So you were being prayed for and prayed with in a non-judgment zone. So if you would like to reach me, you can reach me at um, prayerwork.www.prayerwork.org, or um, I would I would say download the prayer work app. And if you need a prayer call, you can request a prayer call. Or if you just want to type it out, you don't want to talk. Um, you can just, I'll, I'll be praying for you. Um, and if you want to connect with me, you can, you can send a message through the prayer work app. So everything is just get around the prayer work app. And I'm going to put the information also down below. Um, I definitely want you guys to stay connected with Lisa. Uh, she wasn't going to mention this other part, but I am. Uh, Lisa is <laughs> also a queen who does credit repair. Um, I will link that down below, too. She's been a true blessing to me with regards to getting my credit all the way together so I could get this house. I'm going to say it. Um, but she truly is a blessing and uh, a 